Welcome to This is the Good Part, a podcast where we can have some girl time and talk about how to have confidence and influence as women of all ages in our lives, homes, and relationships. It's not always easy and we can feel unqualified, but Jesus just calls us to choose the good part, which is sitting at his feet and learning his ways. I'm Megan. I'm Steph. I'm Jessica. And today we're talking about what obedience looks like, following up from last week's episode, How to Have Authority. So welcome, ladies. We are officially on week two of the season. Yeah, and it's another one of those words that just kind of brings the pit to your stomach. Obedience. Like, what do you need me to do now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and I, you know, I mean, we kind of went there last week with authority. Like, there's just some, yeah, there's some words where, I don't know, just feel uncomfortable with this. But I think what we're going to talk about today, hopefully, is it leaves you with a lot more encouragement and, like, excitement about God's Word than feeling, I don't know, like, oppressed. Mm-hmm. Because that yeah. is definitely not the point. So, mm-hmm. I can't remember if we talked about um, this in the pre-show mm. last week or if we actually talked about it on the show about, um, like, obedience school with puppies. Oh, yeah. Did we talk yeah. about that on the I can't I don't remember. think I don't so. know. Yeah. yeah. I think that was off the show. That's really, that's just what, that's the first thing that comes to mind is, like, the... Get the clicker? Oh, no, no, not the clicker. The leash? The leash. Mm. I feel the yank of, mm. don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like the leash holding you back from what you want. Oh. Mm-hmm. To smell the hydrant? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> play with other puppies? But what it seems we- so innocent. Yeah. Well, right. And I think the world, we were having a conversation already this morning about this today, of like how the world just like presents things and packages things in a way that's like, but this is good. And like, if it's good, then how could God like be against this? Mm-hmm. Or like, how could this possibly be bad? Mm-hmm. I don't know. And then we just dis- we just feel like we get to decide. I don't know what's good and what's bad. Yeah. Yeah. W- was that the original sin? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. kind of. Yeah. The the tree of life or the and the tree of good and evil. Yeah. It, like they wanted to take responsibility for deciding what was good and evil instead of relying on what God said was good and evil. Mm-hmm. Oh shoot. So I'm listening to another podcast, um, and they're talking about trees a lot and talking about um, the those two trees in particular. I mean, they refer to the tree of good and evil as the tree of good and bad. Mm. Okay. So, like, because sometimes when we think evil, yeah. right, it's, like, so far gone. But bad seems, mm-hmm. like, reachable, I guess. You know, it seems like— Like, I'll take bad, but I, but I don't mm-hmm. want evil. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. Right. right. But it's not. Yeah. But yeah, even that whole story of Adam and Eve and the tree, like we look at it, I hear the story and I'm like, gosh, Eve, like you ruined it for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but but I fall into those same traps without having a serpent whispering in my ear. Like I myself can tell myself, did mm. God really say? Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if... Or um, is it really that bad? Or would a loving God be so cruel to keep me from something that makes me happy? Mm -hmm. That's what society likes to tell us. Totally. Or like, if there's healing in that thing, well, I know God wants me to heal, so that must be okay. Or like, I know God wants me to feel whole and like good about myself and like this thing or Mm. this um, like, you know, 
kind of like spiritual side of something makes me feel good or empowered or whatever. So like, why wouldn't I do this thing? Mm -hmm. But I mean, we were kind of talking about this last week. You're opening windows, you're opening doors, you're Mm -hmm. stepping into places that like God does not, (laughs) does not condone. Yeah. Not because he's the no fun God. Right. God is, God's pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like the, the did God really say can go a different way too. I feel like, yeah. um, in condemning ourselves even mm. and not believing the truths and the promises that God says about us and about who we are, like yeah. we can get in our own thoughts so much and be like, well, actually I'm not really good. Or actually there's no way that God could act really love me. Mm. Um, so are we believing the good that he's yeah. saying, are we being obedient to his word and mm. believing the things that he says about us? Or are we believing the things that, that we're conjuring up in our own mind? Yeah. Ooh. You yeah. just want an interesting way, sorry, uh, the scripts that we tell ourselves. Yeah. Yes. Right? Like that's what we talk about in Journey. Mm-hmm. It's like those things that um, kind of play through your mind mm-hmm. that were put there not by you necessarily, usually by others, but maybe it's something that you kind of just, you deduced on your own, Mm -hmm. right? And like, that is the thing that plays through your mind. It's the script. It's the, no, I can't do that, you know, because I'm not enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. Yeah. Yeah. So are you being disobedient in the things that God is calling you because you're believing some script that that is running in your mind here on this earth? Mm -hmm. Or are you going to be in his word and believe what he says and be obedient yeah. To that. It's good. Yeah. I had a moment a few weeks ago where somebody asked me if I believe um, the promises that God has for us. And then I was like, wow, do I really even know what God promises us? And like now reading through and writing down, like what, when you're reading it, like making the list of like, what is truth? Mm-hmm. What does he say about you? What does he promise you? And really identifying them when you're reading. Yeah. Because otherwise it's like, what am I living for? I don't know, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so why am I just being obedient? Again, like, is this the no fun God? Why aren't you letting me go play in the in the mud with the other puppies, mm-hmm. right? Like, <laughs> why do I have to be the good dog? And yeah. I want to be the good dog. Or he's gonna, he's, you know, the merciful, forgiving God. Why do I have to be obedient if he's just gonna forgive me anyways? Oh, girl, mm-hmm. she's going there. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. We're for sure going to talk about that. So today with our talk of obedience, uh, the the verse that sort of jumped out at us was 1 John 5, 1 through 3, or actually 1 through 5, I would say. Um, Steph, would you want to read that verse for us? Sure. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has become a child of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his children too. We know we love God's children if we love God and obey his commandments. Loving God means keeping his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. That's the part that we kind of got stuck on this morning. For every child of God defeats this evil world and we achieve this victory through our faith. And who can win this battle against the world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the son of God. There's so much packed into the scripture. Mm -hmm. Like so much. Mm -hmm. And I love how it like kind of wraps it up and who can win this battle against the world. So I think we all feel that and we sense that on a daily basis. And it's the one who believes, right? The one who overcomes is uh, what other scriptures say. And I, I think about that a lot. Like how do we overcome? Well, 
Start by following me. Start by obeying my commandments. Start by listening to me, having a relationship with me. So what does obedience look like? There's a lot of different ways that obedience can look like. And Mm -hmm. there's so many different examples in the Bible. Um, And I think to kind of start it off, we were looking at Deuteronomy 11.13, which is, so if you faithfully obey the commands that I am giving you today to love the Lord and serve him with all your heart and with all your soul, then blah, 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 I will provide for you. That's Mm. my paraphrased version. The Lord goes (laughs) on to say, what he's going to do. No, it's not. (laughs) Uh, The Lord goes on to say, you know, yeah. what he's going to provide them with, new oil, new, oil, new wine, all the stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically, if you are faithful, there's good things coming for you. Like, I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to take care of you. So there's incentive mm-hmm. to be obedient. And I think that, like you're saying, Jessica, is a really good place to start of what some of the blessings are, right? Yeah. As you're writing them out, like, do you know any off the top of your head? Like, what are some promise does anything mm, so the promise that i have been really focusing on is like the promise of rest you know his his yoke is light that's the one that i've really been you know just living in this week yeah. diving into what it what it means to rest in him yeah is what and i don't have an answer for that that's just like what i feel he's been telling me to do so that's something i'm trying to obey something that i've been told is mm. to rest and just spend time with him a lot of us have been saying rest yeah. is something on our mind yeah. and heart because, yeah, it's easy to be go, 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 or I don't know. And like you're saying, just some of the things that you're doing, they're good, but maybe God's still calling you to take a break, take a beat, mm-hmm. take take a moment of rest. It's like, uh, do you really take a true Sabbath? Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's what I've been exploring because I'm not sure that I do. So at the beginning of the year, God told me to stop reading and just spend time with him. And um, it's May. (laughs) (laughs) We're in here. And I, this is the first time I've stopped reading. And I can't even say I've been fully obedient in that because, um, you know, I find ways to rationalize like, well, I'm doing this podcast, so I have to read everything it says about obedience. And for those of you who don't know Pastor Jessica all that well, she is like Belle from Beauty and the Beast. (laughs) Like, it's like always in a book, always her nose in a book. And it's not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, that's what I've been telling him since January. (laughs) I don't think you, I don't think I heard you right. I don't think you understand. Like I'm reading to get to know you more and to spend time with you. And he's still like, but I need you to stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that brings up a great point of we don't always have to know why. Yeah. And sometimes it's not like, it's not like he's telling me to stop, you know, drinking, like, you know, things that right. I know are bad and I need to not do. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, but it's, you're asking me to give up something that's not bad and I don't understand it. Yes. So I've like been halfway obedient. <laughs> you yeah, know, I'm yeah. trying and I'm trying to figure out what it like what if he could give me the layout of what he wants me to do, <laughs> yeah. I would do it. Yeah. But I'm like, I, I think, asked Becky, yes. I asked Pastor Becky, I'm like, I'm like, okay, so can I can I still read my Bible? Can I read my commentary that comes right. with my Bible? She's like, have you asked him yet? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> We're not talking about it. 
taking a break from that conversation. <laughs> right. But, I feel like that's so true. If I could just get an email, can you just let me know, like exact, tell me exactly what you want me to do. Yeah. And I, I've been so guilty of praying that prayer. Like, give me the, the big red flag, yeah. you know, or like the flashing sign that says, <laughs> Megan, go this way. Uh-huh. And God is just like, you're cute, but yeah. probably not. But no. Yeah. Yeah. I've come down to like, like, how does my heart feel? When I, when I pick up, you know, whatever it is I want to do. Yeah. Is it, is it bringing me closer to God or is it making me feel convicted? Mm-hmm. And that's when I'm like, like picking up the Bible, like, eh, 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 you know, yeah. like which, which way. <laughs> it's like the hotter or colder game yeah. that you play as a kid. Like, it's just making me feel warmer or colder. Yeah. So, but yeah. I think if you knew the why, but I mean, in this instance, you do know the why, right? God just wants you to spend more time mm-hmm. with him in connection and conversation with him to hear from him. But in a lot of situations, when God is asking us to do something and be obedient in a situation, we don't know the why. And so we're like the two-year-old that's like, why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> why? And God's like, I mean, he's such a good and loving God that he's not, he doesn't say because I said so, but he kind of says, yeah, because mm-hmm. I said so. Mm-hmm. This is just what I'm asking you to do right now in this season. And I need you to be faithful and just listen to me. Mm. What was the thing that Pastor Tara said to her kids? Oh, yeah. Um, So this is a Pastor Tara story. She had told one of her kids to go and brush their teeth and the other one to go and uh, give their dog food to feed the dog in the morning. And then she hears them wrestling, fighting in the living room. And, you know, they had their reasons for being fighting. And she said, if you had just been where I asked you to be, you wouldn't have gotten hurt. Mm-hmm. And that's like, you know, those moments where you're giving your kids advice and you realize it's also a message for you <laughs> yeah. from you're God. Like, As it comes out of your mouth, you're mm-hmm. like, and that was for me. Yeah, but it's when he asks you to be somewhere, it's not for, you know, most of the time it's him keeping us safe. Totally. Mm-hmm. The protection. Yeah, I see obedience as oftentimes a shortcut. Like mm-hmm. if you want, you can be disobedient, but it's going to take you on a long path that's going to include consequences, that's going to include pain, that's going to include uh, th- some suffering in there. Like like if you had just been obedient, that's going to take you a lot quicker from where you are to where God wants you to be, which mm-hmm. is something that we say here. But But that's the truth. Like there's a place that God has for you, a place that God is preparing for you that that he loves. Like he knows what he has for you and he says that it's good. Mm-hmm. So how do I get to that good place? Because that's where I want to be personally. Like I want to grow into that good place. Well, obey my commands. Obey what I'm telling you to do. And if you feel like you're wrestling with the Okay, but but how do I do that? Uh, we're hoping to sort of give a little bit of clarity of like some points that we feel are the how-tos, the practicals, mm-hmm. right? Um, and one of them is that as you grow closer to Christ, you'll understand better like what he's asking you to do. You'll hear his voice uh, more clearly. So how do you do that? That's by reading scripture, of course, and prayer. But the the big one is the pursuit of intimacy, it's knowing God, mm-hmm. forming a relationship with him, right? It's it's understanding who he is, who his character is. Just like God is inviting you, Pastor Jessica, into that, that intimate 
place of like know my heart. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I think that helps clarify a lot mm-hmm. of our like questioning and struggles. Yeah. Have you developed a habit of listening to him? When you spend time with him, are your ears open? Or are you just... <laughs> right. <laughs> to God. Yeah. I mean, truly, are, how are... When you're spending time with him, are you being receptive? Mm-hmm. I also um, feel like the more I hear from God, the more quicker I recognize his voice yeah. when he's speaking to me. That's good. I get to know his voice and just recognize that it's him so much quicker than I do when I'm not spending time with him. Boy, that reminds me of a story in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Does it? <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about this, um, though, with Samuel and Elijah or Eli. 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 Yep. Yeah, I always forget who the old one is. Samuel is the young. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so Samuel goes back, or Samuel hears God calling, and he runs to Eli, and he does it a couple times, and he's like, yeah, what do you want? Hey, I'm here. What's up? And Eli's like, bro, I'm not I'm not calling you. I'm sleeping. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> go go lay yeah. down. And then after a couple times, Eli's like, hey, actually, I think— I think you're hearing from God. So go lay down yeah. and tell him, tell God to speak that you're listening. And um, then Eli goes and does that. But it takes him, I think it's three times I maybe. Three. Um, it takes him three times to hear and realize that it's the voice of God. Mm-hmm. So how much quicker could he have just responded to God and, um, you know, not had to run up. I mean, I don't know what their house situation was like, but I feel in my mind when I'm picturing the story, did you guys ever watch the, um, the movie Heidi? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. You know how like she slept up in the barn, yes. like in the, in the straw. Yeah. yeah. That's literally like what I picture every time. Yeah. I don't, right. uh, guys, there's no biblical context no. for this whatsoever, <laughs> but this is where my mind says, I just like see sweet little Samuel just like laying in the yeah. straw somewhere. And like running down the ladder and being like, hey, yes, yes. hello. Yes, Eli, what How do you can I need? help you? Yeah. yeah, he's ready to go. Well, because Eli has probably called him in the middle of the night mm, before. I mean, yeah. they worked at the temple, mm-hmm. right? Um, caring to it. And I'm sure there were things that like came up in the middle of the night. Yeah. So he was probably just like primed and conditioned. Yeah. So what are you primed and conditioned to mm, listen to? That's so good. Well, what did he say to say to God? Because he says like the next time he calls out... Speak. Speak, your servant is Is, listening. Yes. Mm. So it's like listening is an active thing that you must do. Mm -hmm. It's not a, listening is not passive. And I think that's really important. Yeah. And when you learn that, like, listening is something you need to engage in. And it doesn't just like, God just doesn't usually thunder out of the clouds and say, Stop driving. I need to tell you something right now. <laughs> Morgan Freeman comes over. Yeah, and the as car. you're like blasting country music and your windows are down. Like that doesn't usually happen. Yeah. So so it's like this this time that you set apart that's that's special where you say, okay, speak, Lord. Your I'm servant. Listening, yes. Your servant is your listening. Servant is listening. Yeah, that reminds me of another scripture in First Kings. Um, this is Elijah. Not okay. to be confused with Eli. Guys, there's so many names. The I know. Names, the just, names. The names. Just all of the fellows. Um, <laughs> so uh, this scripture talks about how 
Elijah is trying to hear from God and it talks about how there's a big storm and there's rocks and there's wind and there's an earthquake and there's a fire. And Elijah doesn't hear from God in any of those things. It's not until he's quiet and he hears a whisper. Ugh. I that, love this scripture. Me too. It's so good. It's 1 Kings 19, uh, 11 through 13, if you want to take a peek at it. But, you know, the, the essence of it is that we need to have our ears close to the mouth of God. That we could hear him whisper. That we could hear him whisper. When you're whispering to somebody, you don't whisper to someone from across the room. You put your mouth close to their ears so they can hear you. So are you close enough? Are you in close enough proximity with God that that he has his lips so close to your ears? You know what I just had this like visual of with someone trying to do that and like trying to mouth read from across the room <laughs> oh my and gosh. getting it so wrong. Yes, that's it. Th- because... You're not close enough. Like, mm-hmm. you didn't get the message. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, it's like the game of telephone. Yes, the yeah. game of telephone, where it ends up, like, so crazy. Because And then, and this is kind of where we ended last week. Like, you can take the Lord's name in vain. Like, well, the Lord told me to do mm-hmm. this, and I'm going to giddy up and go do that. But you didn't have that intimacy. You weren't really listening. You were assuming, you were supposing, you were filling in the breaks and the lines and kind of filling that in with like maybe some of your own personal desires, not even really, again, not that they're bad. They may all be good things, Mm -hmm. but that may not be what God was telling you to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like for me, getting to know his character more Mm -hmm. has allowed me to be like obedient quicker. Mm. Like I know, I know God's character that I can trust what he's asking me to do. I love that. I Because when you get close with a friend and they say something that could be insulting, like I can't think of a particular example right now, but the, the receiving friend will be like, oh, I know you didn't mean that like that. I know your heart. Mm-hmm. I know right. your character. Yeah. I know that's not what you meant. So do you have that kind of relationship with God? Mm, right. I know that you want good for me. I know that at the end of this, that there will be something better, that you'll turn it all for good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it's, good. it takes away that element of, again, just having to do something because God said so. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to have so much more richness and depth in your relationship and understanding of the Father and His will. And again, looking back through Scripture, you'll see. I mean, we're talking about... Mary, when the Holy Spirit tells her, okay, you're going to have a baby. And it's like, imagine the, the like terror, honestly, <laughs> yeah. that's what I think because <laughs> she's young yeah. and she's like, are you joking? Like, this is scary. Or like how uh, Jonah had to go deliver news. And he's like, I do not want to do this. This is scary. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. So if you're face, you know, you're facing some of these situations where you're like, I know what God's probably telling me to do, but I'm terrified and I'm scared and I don't know. I mean, even Mary was like, how can this be? Like, seriously? Like you may have that moment of questioning. That's okay. Mm -hmm. Just look through 
<laughs> look through to the other side yeah. of what some of these people went through, of what they experienced and how God had something already lined up, prepared, planned, good on the other side. They just needed to trust him. He's like, just do the thing I've been telling you to do all along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, I love that story of um, Mary finding out like she's going to get pregnant with Jesus. You know, I wonder, so the story goes, you know, the angel shows up and says like, you will, you will be pregnant. You're going to have, it's going to be Jesus. And she says, how is that possible? Yeah. And his answer is the Holy Spirit and his mighty power. Right. And her response is, okay, I am, I am, what does she say? I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Like, he didn't give her the step-by-step. His answer was the Holy Spirit and his mighty power. Yeah. She's like, okay. Right. And, oh, that's so great. Like, it's not us. It's not you. Mm-hmm. It's not by your power. Mm-hmm. So again, you're thinking, how can I do the thing that you're asking me to do? Because there's, just, I'm not smart enough. I'm not equipped enough. I mean, I feel this way all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not good enough. I'm not well-spoken enough, God. Like how can you expect me to do the thing that you're asking me to do? Yeah. And he's like, because it's not you, it's not your power. Mm-hmm. It's my power. Mm-hmm. And like, just think what I can accomplish if you'll just let me. I just, I, I don't know, thinking about Mary and about not having the step-by-step mm-hmm. and being young, 13, 14, and having to face your community. Oh, gosh. Face your engaged-to-be husband. Mm-hmm. But there's no instructions in the Bible that says, like, say this to them. Mm-hmm. Then they'll know. Yeah. It's like, No. You just have to be faithful and believe that what I'm telling you is truth. And then it will all turn out for good. Yeah. God will deliver you out. Like, again, I think we said this last week, but like if God has called you to it, he's given you authority in it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he he was going to work it out. But that doesn't mean that you're not going to come up against resistance. That doesn't mean that you're not going to come up against like opinions and uh, people being like, what are you doing? Yeah. It could be terrifying. Yeah. Think of Noah. <laughs> There's so many examples, yeah. right? It's true. <laughs> could All you imagine it. Noah? Like he spent a hundred years <laughs> building that ark. <laughs> I just imagine like him out every day after work in the front yard, <laughs> like building the ark for a hundred years. Like people must have told him like, he was the town crazy person, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's gonna rain, you know, <laughs> just like building this For a hundred years. Right. Like, can, can you imagine when just yeah. like a couple of rain clouds come over and like, they're like, well, yeah, Noah. <laughs> Here it Here is. is. Yeah. <laughs> I, Noah, man, Noah. Yeah. And was, so we have to be willing to do some of the crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. We have to be willing to step into crazy. Yeah. It may look crazy, seem crazy, feel crazy. But it's not crazy to God. Like, yeah. he's got it figured out. He's like, I'm trying to save you, fool, get in the boat. Yeah. yeah, build a boat. Do you guys ever get this? Like, sometimes I feel prompted to do things or say things from the Holy Spirit. And like, my hands get super sweaty mm-hmm. and like my face gets red. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Like, I don't want to say those things. And I don't, mm. I don't want that. Mm-hmm. And God's like, well, are you a vessel for me or not? Oof. Yeah, or sometimes 
I, I tell myself, well, that doesn't make sense. So it must not be God. <laughs> but then if you like don't see it through, you don't see like, oh yeah, how that was going to make sense. Mm. I'm thinking of a story you told. What? Stephanie, what? about being on your walk. And God told oh, you. Oh, you guys. This was like, I don't know, a month ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this sounds crazy. It this was sounds the, crazy. This right. was literally the crazy. So I'm yeah. on a walk. I was praying to God. I, I I like hadn't heard from him in a few days. Like I was like, where you at? Where you at? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I'm walking along. I'm praying. And then I was like, just tell me to do something. Just, and God's like, Get on your knees. I was like, no. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'm not doing that. Yeah. There's mud. <laughs> there's cars that are driving by. I am not doing that. So then I kept, you know, walking and he's like, get on your knees. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so literally with cars driving by in the mud on the side of a cornfield, I'm <laughs> in blue, bright blue sweatpants, full of mud, on mm. my knees, sobbing. And then God told me some things mm. that I needed to hear. But if I hadn't stopped mm. and done the first thing, I wouldn't have heard the rest mm. of the things. That's so good. Not only were you a servant in like your posture, but also in the fact that you like— I will do what you say and then I will actively listen. Yeah. Like you did, you did the things that Samuel would have done, mm -hmm. right? I bet he got on his knees and was like, okay, speak, Lord, your servant's listening. Yeah. What's the thing? Yeah. Well, and he'll give you the first step and he won't give you the second step <laughs> until you do the first That's one. That's true. That's so good. Yeah, you guys, I felt so dumb. <laughs> then you had to walk home with mud with on your pants. With mud on my knees. Yeah. And then explain to my husband, like, <laughs> oh, sorry. I didn't get into a fight with a deer. I just, <laughs> God told me to. He was like, all right, all right. It's a good man. It's a good man right there. Yeah, I mean, we're going to have to do some crazy things. I don't think that's like all the time. Uh, you know, they teach you in medical school, don't look for the zebra. Look for the horse, you know? Like, I don't know what that means. That means don't always be looking for like the rarest mm, thing, yeah. right? Like don't just suppose God's always going to ask you to do super crazy. Mm -hmm. Don't always, again, it's it's a lot of supposing. Like sometimes mm -hmm. God's just saying, hey, follow my commands. Yeah. Have you been following my commands? Because if you're not doing that, well, like Jessica said, there isn't a part two. Like I'm still we're still on part one right now, you and me. Yeah. And uh, because he's a good father and he knows like there's things that I want to take you to and whatever, but you're not going to be ready for that until you do part one. Yeah. <laughs> like you need to do the first steps. Yeah. So if you're circling and you feel like you're not hearing from God, then you need to go to his word and do exactly what um, Pastor Jessica said. Yeah. Search out and seek those commands. Start doing those things. If you're not hearing step by if you're not hearing get on your knees yeah by the way god wasn't that you know he was, <laughs> was kinder to me um but if you're not hearing those direct things mm -hmm. yet that's okay right that doesn't mean that god's abandoned you that doesn't mean that he doesn't have things planned for you but get in your word start to understand the character of god call out those commandments that you see in your bible 
and start doing those things first. Yeah. Or even pray and tell God that you're listening. Like I am listening and I am your servant. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. I'm ready for whatever ready. you you have for me. Mm-hmm. So good. Exactly. Yeah, but then be prepared. <laughs> be prepared. That is be the truth. Oh, we talked about that We're last week too. too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> like be ready to listen. Uh, so I think we can also kind of ask like, but I don't really know like uh, what my purpose is or what my calling is. I think like I have personally asked that a lot. Like I fasted for that. Like, God, tell me what my calling is. And it was my way of asking like, what should I be obedient in? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like searching and seeking for this. Again, the the neon flashing sign that's like, Megan, this is your calling. And I just, I have felt that way my whole life. Like I remember uh, being young, being a kid and having this book like, I can't exactly remember the title, but it was something about like, what does God want you to do with your life? And it was like talking about careers and I don't know, stuff like that. And I just always have had this sense of like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And um, I talked a little bit about purpose, calling, and identity a few weeks ago. And I feel like there's a couple like standouts to to those things that we can find in scripture. Um, Your purpose is actually to glorify God and to have a relationship with him. Mm -hmm. So if you're, you're kind of feel like you're going through life and you're like, I just have no purpose. I have no direction. I don't, I don't know even like where to start. Like sure. I'll obey the commandments, but I just like, I don't know where else to go. Uh, Are you glorifying God? And do you have a relationship with him? Start there. Uh, Your calling and this is one that has been harder for me almost to accept or a lesson to learn is where he has placed you in accordance with his will. Like wherever he has you, that's your calling. And that can look a lot of different ways and we can break that down. And last year, identity is daughter, image bearer, and woman. Mm-hmm. So there's there's some things in there that that you may have to like unpack and, and think about, but the better we understand who we are and like what we're created for, the better we're going to understand like why God wants us to do things and the direction that he's trying to push us into, right? Like now that I understand my calling isn't some like big a job or, um, you know, a city to move to necessarily. I mean, that could become part of it. Mm -hmm. But it's really just like, what is God, you know, where does he have me? And what would he have me do in those things? Mm -hmm. And that like makes it, oh, it's it's the burden is lifted, right? Like his obeying him is not to be burdensome. Mm -hmm. So that felt really good to me to realize that. And to know that those things can change in different seasons. It's not a permanent, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm going to do forever. Yep. You just, that's that's where you have to be obedient. Where is he guiding you? Where is he leading you? Those things can change. Yeah. I mean, my early 20s, newly married, looked a, looks a lot different than with a toddler, right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, my calling has shifted and uh, my expectations of myself need to change too. Mm-hmm. Because if I hold myself to the same expectations that I had coming out of college or whatever, like, I probably will feel disappointed, honestly, yeah. because it's going to look a lot different. And that'll leave me with a lot of questions for God of like, but why did you put these things in my heart? And he's like, just calm down. <laughs> Maybe you're going to come back around to that stuff. Yeah. Like I, he doesn't plant things in your heart for no reason, mm-hmm. right? So, but how how are you being faithful and obedient in the things that he's got you in right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... um. 
used to watch those shows on TV where it would be like pastors would come and all these people would be like, you know, in the auditorium and then they would like prophesy over people and they'd be like, you're going to lead thousands to Jesus in worship and you're going to, and I like, I think that's what I thought I was going to get. Yeah. But that's like (laughs) getting the whole plan, you know? I wish I had seen this TV show. Do you guys don't know what I'm talking about? Those Okay, it's like, it was like, you know, middle of the night TV where like, you know, the pastor is... May or may not be filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He's like getting messages for people in the room. No, but I love that you chose to watch this like late at night. This is what was on the TV. Yeah. What sure was I like when Gary you fell asleep? <laughs> it was like when you fell asleep on the couch and you wake up yeah. and it's like, you know, those commercials for like the mix CD. Yes, and- always. <laughs> what? What was up with that? The worst. So bad. Oh my gosh. But remember when that was a thing? Like yes. selling mixed CDs is uh, pretty much what it was. Like, wow, <laughs> 795. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> You're just like, why do you keep making these? Just imagine somebody has like these ginormous CD stacks in their house. Like, don't talk You're about like, my CDs. These are worth a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, these are going to be worth a lot of money. Yeah. With their beanie babies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh, but yeah, I remember yeah. thinking like that's what my calling was going to look like. Like mm-hmm. somebody was going to come and prophesy over me and it was going to be this big, great thing. And, uh, you know, it gets confusing when it's not that. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think we're afraid of accidentally being disobedient. Mm. But that's not how God works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I know I've thought it myself, like, oh, I don't want to like accidentally be doing something God doesn't want me to do. Yeah. But when I think of it, like, in the context of a mother with my kids, I never make my kids guess what I want them to do. Like, I don't bring them to a room and be like, hey, there's something in here I want you guys to do, and you better figure it out or, you know. It's a game. Fireball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's not a game trying to guess what he right. wants you to do. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. That is so good. He's not going to make you guess. You're not going to have to worry about accidentally disobeying. He, it's not a secret. He's not going to keep it a secret. Yeah. Yeah, just look at what's in front of you. And where, where yeah. does he have you? Where does he have you? What has he given to you that you're being trusted with? Like, does somebody come to you for help or, um, you know, to know Jesus better? Well, you're being trusted mm-hmm. with that. So are you being obedient in that? Or are you just like, oh my God, that's so annoying. And I got to do... Uh, take care of someone. Mm -hmm. My kids are just holding me back from the career that I want to have. Those are ways to be disobedient, right? Yeah. I think even we were talking earlier, like starting in your home. Yeah. What does your home look like? What what is your calling in your home? Mm -hmm. And then working out from there. Mm -hmm. That's great advice. And I still feel like I need to like think on that more. Like, am I putting the same amount of effort into a Monday morning as I do a Saturday afternoon? Mm -hmm. You know? But should you be? Right. Because is that your Sabbath? Well, so how does that work? <laughs> yeah, these taking are, Sabbath out true. of these it. These are the yeah, taking Sabbath out of it. Okay, so my off day, my my time with my family and my kids. Like, do I? put as much effort into that as I do like my job and like mm-hmm. where I want to go and whatever or is it just like well I don't know they'll figure it they'll out they'll figure it out yeah I hopefully guess- you love Jesus one day I don't 
I get super convicted as like the kids and youth pastor. Mm -hmm. So I'm taking care of kids who are the same age as my kids. And it's like, am I putting as much into them as I'm, are my kids getting the same? Yeah. A few weeks ago, I was super convicted because, um, so I lead Catalyst on Wednesdays, our youth group, and my daughter's there. And she has a choir concert on a Wednesday night. And she was like, well, I guess you can't go. You got to be there taking care of Catalyst. And I was like, shoot, she assumes I'm not going to go because Catalyst is more important. That those 6th through 12th graders are more important than, you know, the 7th grader in my home. Oh, Yeah. Didn't feel good. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, yeah. Are you, you got to disciple and be obedient in your own home before you go out and yeah. do it. Yeah. Super good. Um, so we kind of started the show. I think, Jessica, you had asked this, and I want to swing back around to it, which is like, well, maybe you're living in that place where you still are growing your relationship with Jesus, and um, you're learning how to be obedient, um, but there's still some sin in your life, and you know it's sin, and but you're just like, you know— even if I just do it like one more time, like I know that God forgives me because he is a God of grace. He is a God of mercy. And like, that is something that you do learn right away as a Christian, right? Because like that, that is the magnet. Mm-hmm. That is the like, come to Jesus. He will, he will redeem you. Uh, so, so how do we kind of like break out of that cycle or that thinking, do you guys have any practical steps or things that like you've experienced? Like, have you felt this way before ever in your life? <laughs> I definitely look at where I'm feeling convicted. God's not going to call you to clean up your whole life. Like, oh, you're a Christian. So now don't drink that. Don't smoke that. Don't go there. Don't talk about that. Don't watch that. Don't read that. Right. You know, I look at where is he convicting me right now? Mm-hmm. What does he want me to work on right now? Yeah, it's not at all at once, like, clean out the house, which is, I think, what people are scared of. Uh, I heard a story. It was a pastor talking with someone who, um, like, did drugs. And the person was like, do I need to give up drugs to follow Jesus? And the guy's like, the pastor is like, follow Jesus. Like, start with (laughs) choosing to follow Jesus. Yeah, that's so good. Because it's not about that. It's not about what you, like, you need to give up in order to follow Jesus. It's about, yes, growing closer to him and and listening to him because Jesus is going to let Jesus do that work in us. Like, uh, no pastor or anyone needs to tell you, like, what you should be giving up necessarily, right? Yeah, the more you know him, the more you know his character, the more you read his word and study it, the more you want to be like him. And then those yeah. things will start to fall away and not even bring you the joy or the pleasure that you thought that they did. Because as your relationship with him grows, other things must die. Yeah, it's true. I think about um, like the one more time. Like if I just do this one more time or I know God's going to forgive me, so like what's the big deal? That attitude, how how dangerous that could be of mm-hmm. like going down a slippery a slippery slope. And in the Bible, in Deuteronomy, it talks about, God says, you have two options. Obey my commands, which is blessing, or disobey, which is rebellion and, and curse. 
So, and God says it literally pretty much that simply. You have two options. This is mm-hmm. Deuteronomy uh, 11, I believe. Yes, Deuteronomy 11. Um, you know, and, and when you open up the door of rebellion, you're opening up so much that um, it could be really like, like we said before, harmful for you or hurtful for you. And you're going to have to like go through stuff like consequences and pain and um, some suffering, which could pull you away from God altogether. Or you just think like, he doesn't care about me anymore, or I've stopped hearing from him altogether. So he must not really be there. I think things are either going to bring you closer to God or push you away from God. And that's really what I I look at. Is it bringing me closer or pushing me away? Pastor Sean said something like this a few weeks ago that like, I wish I could remember the exact quote, but he doesn't want to live like, okay, I'm going to do, like live as close to the line of sin as possible. I'm going to do, you know, just under the line. I, I, I don't think that's how we're called to live our life. Like I want to get to know God on earth, not in heaven. Mm-hmm. It's like a classic Pastor Sonny quote. Well, we're just going to quote all of our pastors <laughs> yeah. today. But is it stirring your affection for mm. Jesus? Is Are the things that you're doing, are they bringing you closer? Are they stirring that affection? Are they making you love Jesus more? Or are they not? Mm-hmm. I know when I read my Bible, it makes me want to read my Bible more. Mm-hmm. When I pray, it makes me want to pray more. Yeah. But the same is sin <laughs> also. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. I mean, sin obviously has an allure. Well, here's the thing. We're not just, we're not just flesh. We're not just spirit, right? We're a combination. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, praying and worship, it, it speaks to our spirit and sin speaks to our flesh. Mm-hmm. So we feel that like that, oh, the pull, the, the division, right? And I think, yeah, when you're giving in just a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more to like sin. And it, it, maybe that's a huge sin for you. Maybe that's a small sin for you, but but it just like, it just kind of chips away at those feelings of affection for Jesus or the feeling of wholeness or feeling even holy. Mm-hmm. You guys, it's, I think I just got convicted right now. <laughs> She threw her pen and I was like, I don't. She's pouting. What did God tell you not to do? (sighs) You guys. (laughs) So before this show started, I talked about how on the weeks that I'm going to lead worship, that I'm very careful with the things that I let my eyes see and my Mm. ears hear. Right? Like I'm trying to protect. But then on the weeks that I'm not... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so this week in particular, I'm I'm not leading worship. So I'm like, that can be a little loosey-goosey. I can watch some spinoff of Bridgerton, which I know is kind of smut TV. Yeah. But I like it. It's not really that bad. And I'll fast forward through the parts that are like sassy. Yeah. But why do I think that God is only convicting <laughs> me on those weeks? He's yeah, not. He's not. Yeah. He's not. He's saying to me, you need to protect all of what you're inputting mm-hmm. all the time, you big dum-dum. Yeah. <laughs> you big dum-dum. Uh, I'm so mad right now. Yeah. And we all have different—we're all going to be convicted about different stuff. For like, sure. You know, and 
maybe you just get to that point where it's just like, you know, this just isn't worth it anymore. It's not worth the feeling of conviction. It's not worth the like little bit of affection robbing that that just did for me and my relationship with Jesus. Like, that's just not worth it. But I really like that show. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> <laughs> B- a pastor's advice. <laughs> yeah. Bummer. <laughs> and I'm not saying that that's, that's for you at all. Uh, that's, for me. Uh, I was at my sister's college graduation this past weekend and there was a speaker who I thought he did a a really, really great job, Um, which not all, you can't say that about every single graduation (laughs) speaker, I'm just saying. Uh, But he did a really great job and he essentially set, he was challenging the group um, to excellence and saying that if you pursue excellence in your career, if you pursue you know, going above and beyond, but also remembering like why you're entering into this this field of thing that you're doing. Uh, and you remember that constantly, you're going to avoid the burnout and the asking the question, is this it? Mm. If you live a life of mediocrity, mediocrity, you will end up asking, is this it? If you're mediocre in your life with Jesus, you're going to end up asking, mm. is this it? Wow. And- Ooh. Yeah, I just remembered that um, that speech because I thought that's true. Like when you stop remembering like what the purpose, what when you stop remembering like the reason you follow Jesus in the first place, when you stop remembering the promises in his word and the, and the blessing in his word, you may find yourself in that place of just feeling like really mediocre in your faith. Like, well, I guess this is, I don't know. We just go to church on Sundays and like, whatever. Like that's like, why do we even go to church then? I could watch online. And be totally fine with that, right? So you just stop pursuing that level of excellence and you let yourself fall into some other place. Yeah, yeah it's like being asleep spiritually. Yeah. It's like, you know, you're driving home and all of a sudden you get there and you're like, how many red lights did I just <laughs> run through? How did I get here? Yeah. yeah. Um, I've been reading Jonah in preparation for this podcast because like when I think of, disobedience. It's like the story, you know, everybody's seen the veggie tales. And um, <laughs> so I, I dusted off Jonah, dug it out from underneath all the yep. vegetables yep. and read yep. what the Bible had to say. <laughs> and um, he's, God asks him to do something that he doesn't want to do. And so he runs away. It says he goes uh, down to Joppa. I'm going to say that like I know that's how you pronounce it. That's how all pastors do it. You just say it very confidently. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Uh, He goes down below deck and he's sleeping in the storm. And then they throw him overboard into the sea. And then he's down in the belly of a fish. And he's like running away from God, doing all these things. And then suddenly he knows how to pray. (laughs) It's like he's given, like the prayer that he prays, it's so beautiful. Mm. But I'm like, gosh, I felt like, like first I was like, you're dumb. <laughs> and then and then you realize like in most stories of the Bible, like, oh, this, this is me. Because <laughs> it's like he doesn't, he doesn't want God until he's in the belly of the fish. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden... He's, Imagine that. I want to I wanna read this prayer. Oh, here it is. It's a hard book to find. It's only one page. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's running away. It says, you know, he's going further. He's going down to Joppa. He went down into the, the bottom of the ship. He went down into the sea. He went down into the belly of the fish. 
And then all of a sudden he's saying, the engulfing waters threatened me. The deep surrounded me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. The roots of the mountains I sank down. The earth beneath barred me in forever. But you, Lord my God, brought me life up from the pit. Mm. It goes on to say, when my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, Lord. And my prayer rose to you, to your holy temple. Are you only remembering the Lord when your life is ebbing away? Mm. But it's just, it's such a ridiculous story. Like he's running, <laughs> running, running, running. And then all of a sudden he's like, I remember you, God. Listen yeah. to this beautiful Hebrew poetry <laughs> yeah. that I'm yeah. writing in the belly of a fish. Yeah. Save me now, please. Like, <sighs> are God you remembering does. God yeah. even when you're not in the belly of the fish? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Are you it's, obedient even when the opposite of obedience isn't full despair? Yeah, exactly. Are you obedient even when it's not life and death? Yeah. Yeah, because those situations, again, it's a little more black and white. And I think we we want the black and the white so badly mm. that it's just like what we search at our little tiny peanut human brains <laughs> like look for. God's just so much bigger than that. And I, yeah, I can't wait to get to heaven and for him to just be like, oh, let me show silly. you. Like You're so cute. You're just so like, cute. Nookie. But like to <laughs> see the full, like mm. the full plan and the full picture. Like I can't wait for that because I can't comprehend it. I do not understand it. I am just a human. But you right? trust that it's there. But yeah. I trust that it's there. And one day I will know. And like one day we will know. Mm-hmm. And you can ask some of those questions maybe when you get there, but I don't think we're going to have to. It's just going to be so good. We're just going to be so engulfed in the love of God and the love of Jesus that it doesn't matter. Exactly. It just does And that's how we should live here. Right. Just doesn't matter. That's true. It is so true. So yeah, I mean, that's obedience kind of in a nutshell. And I think the good part of this conversation is what we started off with saying, which is that his yoke is light. Like, you're not being called into obedience because it's burdensome. Uh, and it's definitely not on your own strength. So if you feel like, I don't have the strength to be obedient, I don't have the power, don't worry about any of that. That's God's job. Your job is to listen, to be the vessel, to surrender, uh, and live your life with some humility that maybe you don't have it all figured out. That's what we talked about this week, too. So thank you ladies so much for joining and for listening to week two of our podcast. Have a great week. Love you. Bye-bye now.